Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Into early Thursday morning, highs near 50 on Thursday. I'm 7 News meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Manassas is at 30 degrees, Metro Center 34, Frederick, Maryland 31 degrees, and many suburbs will be down to the 20s overnight. It's 1059. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sogas. Coming up here on WTOP, new tonight, Colorado's Supreme Court takes Donald Trump off the ballot in that state next year in the primary. Also breaking. The latest turn on the fate of the Confederate Memorial in Arlington National Cemetery. I'm Dick Uliano. People in Alexandria speak out on the impact of a proposed Potomac Yard redevelopment. I'm Matt Small. Maryland hospitals are working to track down patients to give them money back. I'm Kate Ryan. Is President Biden a little bit in denial about his age? We'll check that out with Axios coming up. It's 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. According to a court ruling today, former President Trump is ineligible to be on the Colorado's presidential primary ballot. CBS's John Dickerson with details. The Colorado Supreme Court has ruled Donald Trump is disqualified from appearing on the state's ballot for the presidential primary election in 2024. A group of Colorado voters filed a lawsuit trying to block Trump from the ballot in September. The court agreed, saying Trump cannot be President under the 14th Amendment, which states that anyone engaging in insurrection cannot hold public office. The decision will almost certainly be appealed. And the Trump campaign vows the appeal will be swift. More from CBS News election law contributor David Becker. If this decision is upheld, it is likely that Donald Trump would not be on the Colorado general election ballot. It could have impacts in other states as well. At least five deaths are blamed on a powerful nor'easter, which began this weekend in Florida and moved up along the coast. This woman lives in Lincoln Park, New Jersey. Everything is uh, already underwater, like the bathrooms, the beds, uh, every, the furniture, everything is under the water. Hundreds of thousands still without power in New England and flooding has trapped some people in cars and homes in New Jersey and Maine. More from Weather Channel meteorologist Mike Bettis. Some locations picked up more than half a foot of rain. Places across New York and New Jersey, five inches or more. That, of course, led to rivers coming up very, very quickly and staying high. Many of the rivers over the next couple of days will remain in major flood stage as they recede very, very slowly. The U.S. and nine of its military allies are creating a new force to patrol the Red Sea after a number of attacks on shipping vessels by drones and ballistic missiles fired from Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen. CBS's Ramey and Asensio. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced a new task force to try to stop Houthi attacks, a 10-country military alliance with the intent to grow. So far, the only country from the Middle East to sign on is the tiny nation of Bahrain. Senate leaders say they cannot reach a deal on Ukraine aid or border security by the end of the year. CBS's Allison Keyes. There's already sniping over the failure to come up with a package for lawmakers to vote on, with the Senate's number two Republican, John Thune, accusing Democrats of running out the clock. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer says everyone understands there's more work to be done and that's going to take more time. The nation says goodbye to the first woman ever to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. President Biden delivered remarks at today's funeral service for retired Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. Breaking down the barriers in legal and political worlds and the nation's consciousness. O'Connor died on December 1st. She was 93. Stocks closed up on Wall Street. The Dow jumped 252 points. The Nasdaq rose 98. This is CBS News. 
You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 1103 on WTOP, Tuesday night, December 19th, 2023. Manassas is at 30, many suburbs in the 20s overnight. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. The latest on the legal drama over whether the Confederate memorial at Arlington National Cemetery can be removed. WTOP's Dick Giuliano reports the on-again, off-again removal is back on again this week. A federal judge in Alexandria has cleared the way for the Army to continue removing the Confederate memorial in Arlington National Cemetery. Scott Powell, spokesman for Save Arlington, a group fighting to preserve it, says unlike statues of Confederate generals Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson, the memorial in Arlington is a statue of reconciliation. This was a very noble monument. This is a very different monument with much deeper meaning. The monument of a female figure representing the southern states was listed for removal by the Federal Commission that identified bases and installations honoring the Confederacy. Dick Giuliano, WTOP News. Cemetery officials say they're required by law to complete the removal by the end of this year. The reported $2.2 billion Potomac Yard project, which would see the Caps and Wizards leave D.C. and move across the river to Alexandria, is prompting mixed feelings in that Virginia city. WTOP's Matt Small reports. There's a revenue enhancement for the, for the area and for Virginia. But Dan McGowan, who WTOP found shopping at the Potomac Yard Target, says while Virginia taxpayers like himself have a role in bringing Ted Leonsis's arena here, he should be picking up a larger share of the costs. The Washington Post reports a study produced by J.P. Morgan for Virginia says the state would need to create a sports and entertainment authority to issue a pair of bond offerings and pay up another $300 million from existing city and state funds. Even even Marylanders like Shirley Harrison say the deal doesn't sit well with them. I don't think these people deserve the traffic that that will bring. Really, they have enough with people like us coming over here to shop. And now I want to add more? Oh, my God. In Alexandria, Matt Small, WTOP News. If you've ever taken a trip to the emergency room, you know the feeling of dread when it comes to getting your hospital bill in the mail. But in the coming years, some people treated at Maryland hospitals may be getting some good news in that regard. The search is on for people who were billed for emergency care but should not have been. Maryland State Delegate Laura Charcutian explains. Someone who comes into the hospital, generally the emergency room or, or but otherwise, and is eligible for financial assistance is supposed to be informed about the possibility, uh, supported to apply, and should receive it. But for years that didn't happen and millions of dollars was collected from patients who should not have had to pay. Now, the Baltimore Banner reports state agencies, hospitals, and the Health Services Cost Review Commission will work to identify those patients and issue refunds starting in mid-2024. The refunds will be issued to patients who were entitled to free care between 2017 through 2021. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. It was another day in court for the D.C. government when it comes to the spike in crime among young people. And what happens to teens when they're arrested? WTOP's Mike Marillo tells us a judge is still weighing whether the district should be held in contempt 
for not having enough beds for the teens taken into custody. It's a case over the space available in a less jail-like environment for arrested kids at D.C.'s Youth Detention Center facility. It comes after the court ordered D.C.'s Department of Youth Rehabilitation Services to provide more shelter beds. Recently, it added 10 to its facility. And in court today, Sam Abed, director of DYRS, says they've signed contracts with three other independent facilities to offer 24 more beds by next March. Judge Andrea Hertzfield called the move progress, says she wants an update in March before deciding on whether the city should be held in contempt. At D.C. Superior Court, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. He is about three months into the school year, so what has the new superintendent of Prince George's County Public Schools learned so far? And where does he think that'll take him going forward? Improving school safety is one of four actions new Superintendent Millard House says he's been focused on since the start, noting how high school students now need a clear backpack, as the county also adds screening technology to every high school. But in his new 90-day report, House says only 43% of middle and high school students feel safe in school, which he says is actually up a bit from last year. His new budget proposal includes more than $7 million for more safety and security updates. House is also vowing that Next year, the county will offer more special education support, and new policies could also mean more charter schools in the future. John Dome in WTOP News. Well, still to come here on WTOP, we are below freezing in many parts of the WTOP listening area, and we're warning, although the winds are not very strong, that it is a very cold night, continuing a very cold week in our area. And then coming up in just a little bit, procrastination may not be such a bad thing in these final days before Christmas. We'll explain that as well. Stay with us tonight at 11.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Rich Hutter is in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, Demetri, already a busy night tonight. If you're traveling on the Bellway, the outer loop through lanes closed again. Uh, just beyond Eisenhower Avenue at the main entrance, all the way across the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge due to the overhead sign work again, so no access to the through lanes. Local lanes are open, and there's not much of a delay. With a crash, southbound 95 in Springfield, south of 644, right near Backlick Fullerton, exit 167. The crash along the left side, for now you're squeezing by, looks like two lanes to right getting you by currently. Southbound 95 jammed into the works, and it begins just after the Prince William Parkway, it's going to eventually carry you all the way down to the car rest area just south of the exit for Dale City. And again, down to a single left lane through that work. And then southbound 95 south of Marine Corps Base Quantico, exit 148 between mile markers 146 and 144. The work zone blocks the left lane. Northbound working in the same area generally between the 145 and the 147. They're also blocking a single left lane. Scheduled to set up northbound 95 near Dale City. Once that's in place, you'll be down to a single lane, but no visual yet that they've started to set up that work. If you're traveling on 66 westbound, heavy out of the Roslyn Tunnel, headed toward Ballston, so the left lane gets you by. On the Maryland side, 95 southbound, coming south uh, toward the Baltimore Beltway. Uh, two left lanes get you by the works, and at times very slow. Uh, the off-ramp that takes you to the inner loop of the Baltimore Beltway closed as part of that work zone. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Now we're going to Steve Rudin, 7 News First Alert Meteorologist. Skies will continue to clear moving through the remainder of the evening and into the overnight with wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the 20s to lower 30s. Sunshine is back full force for your Wednesday, a good travel day. Temperatures mid-40s to around 50. It's not going to be quite as windy. We'll see temperatures nearing 50 degrees on Thursday, cooler on Friday behind a dry cold front. Highs will be in the middle 40s mid to upper 40s on Saturday and 50s come Sunday and Christmas Day. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin of the First Alert Weather Center. Upper Marlboro at 30, Woodbridge 30 degrees, D.C. at 34. 
no matter what the actual air temperature is, if the wind gusts just a little bit from the northwest or the northeast, it feels like it's below freezing tonight in our area. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's go to Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street's year-end rally rolls on with another solid gain. Dow Industrials closed at a fifth consecutive all-time high of 252. The S&P gained 28. The Nasdaq jumped 98. Holiday season procrastinators are being rewarded this year with big savings on toys. Adobe Analytics says toy makers are slashing prices by up to 35% as we head toward Christmas as they try to boost slumping sales. Most don't work anymore, but Americans over 70 hold a growing share of the nation's wealth, more than 30% according to the Fed. Surging home values and stock market gains are boosting older baby boomers' net worth. Blue Origin Space Tourism rocket returned to space today for the first time in 15 months. The new Shepard rocket had been grounded since last year when an engine exploded during an unmanned mission. Today's flight carried no passengers. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Asia-Pacific markets are higher in most cases. South Korea's Kospi, 1.5% higher. Tokyo stocks almost 2% higher. The Shanghai Composite is down just half a percent. Still ahead here on WTOP, well, we know that the 81-year-old president of the United States, his age is a central theme in this upcoming election. Does he himself agree that he's 81? I know it sounds like kind of a strange question to ask, but we'll check that out with Axios coming up. It's 11-12. You know, I've been walking around the house today, and I guess I just never really noticed how many things Dad personally built with his own hands. The moldings, the cabinets, they don't make them like this anymore. I just can't bring myself to imagine taking him out of this house. But you know, since this fall, he's really unsteady on his feet. And I'm afraid he could hurt himself. And it's just really too much for mom to handle alone. And with us both living so far away, it's becoming impossible to be here for them. Friends told me about the great experience they've had with Warm and Home Care. So maybe they can help us too. With Warm and Home Care, your loved one can stay safe and happy in their own home. While a caregiver provides essential services, personal hygiene, medication reminders, light housekeeping, and more. Family-owned and operated, the Warman family has spent over 30 years providing happiness at home to families like yours. Learn more about the Warman difference at WarmanHomeCare.com. That's W-A-R-M-A-N HomeCare.com. Warman Home Care. Happiness at home. Coming up, Maryland survives a scare from a former Terp and what Maryland football will do without its quarterback next weekend. Sports in 10 minutes with Rob on WTOP. This holiday season, visit Boot Barn for top quality gifts that pay tribute to the lasting heritage of the West. From handcrafted cowboy boots and American-made felt hats to hand-stitched leather jackets, our in-store experts will help guide you as you shop, assisting with boot fitting and providing complimentary hat shaping. This holiday, share a piece of the American spirit. Boot Barn. Unwrap the West. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. 
Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 1115, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thank you for being with us. Campaign 2024, President Biden is now 81 years old. While some aides say he's extraordinarily energetic for that age, his insistence that he feels younger than he actually is is creating tension on his re-election team. According to recent polling, more than 70% of voters have concerns about President Biden's push for a second term because of his age. Alex Thompson, national political correspondent at Axios, joined us earlier to discuss the reported tension caused by age denial. Age denial, I think, is the right term. You know, aides have been struck that in private, Biden repeatedly insists, and not just in a joking way, but a very sincere way, that he feels so much younger than his age. And, you know, that can create a little bit of eye rolls among staff, but it also creates some concern among staff that Joe Biden does not quite realize how old he can come across to other people. And then this basically creates this very delicate and at times tense battle over the schedule in particular, which is, you know, his aides and in particular First Lady Joe Biden really want to get him a little bit more rest. Um, you know, especially going into 2024, they want to make sure that every public appearance he has, he is at his the top of his game. But the fact of the matter is that Joe Biden is in a little bit of denial that he is does not have exactly the same amount of energy that he had 10 or 15 years ago. So at times he overextends himself and then ends up making himself more tired and then appears more tired in public. You know, it's not brand new taking it out of the election realm and just into the global affairs realm. All these overseas trips that, of course, the president has to take. Sometimes I've noticed he skipped the big dinners and just focused on the the working groups and the meetings. You know, whether you're talking climate or uh, global economies or whatever he's working on, he'll sometimes skip some of the social aspects to get some rest. So, as I say, it's not brand new. Is he now insisting, look, I want to do it all. I want to rally. I want to have the dinner. I want to go out to every event possible. You know, I, I would say that him missing some of those dinners are a few concessions that he makes when people push him. I think the the anxiety, though, is getting more pronounced as they are going into an election year in which voters have significant concerns about how old he is and he wants to make sure to change those numbers. So I think his instinct is, I want to do more. And some of his aides' instinct is, you should do less and make sure you're at the top of your game when you do it. I see. And so we don't know quite how that's going to play out. Who's going to win? No, we, we don't. Uh, I mean, my money uh, is on Jill Biden, but you never know. Joe Biden is a, is a proud man. Just to finish up here, though, I mean, I know that when he goes on vacation in Delaware, we see him riding a bike and he, he does, you know, as much to show that he is, he is active and athletic and all of that. Wouldn't that help him uh, to, to show that he's got a really rigorous schedule and is, is kind of running up to the podium and, and that kind of thing? Well, it's his, and this is where they find a bit of this cleavage here where, yes, that's true. If he is at the top of his game when he goes out there, the problem is that sometimes he pushes beyond his normal limits. And that's when they get into a situation when he'll do that, but then he appears very tired and fatigued. And then it sort of reinforces some of the negative images about his age. And so getting the right balance of rest and when you do public announcements, that's been the trick. Axios National Political Correspondent Alex Thompson. 
Top stories on WTOP. Colorado's Supreme Court removes former President Trump from the state's 2024 ballot. A federal judge says tonight that the Confederate memorial at Arlington National Cemetery could come down after all. Former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor remembered at Washington National Cathedral with President Biden in attendance today and speaking at her funeral. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. We're checking in with Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, Dimitri, still cleaning up the crash. Southbound 95, south of 644, but before you get down to the exit for Backrick Fullerton, exit 167, the crash remains along the left side. Looks like it may only be blocking a single left lane now, so you should have three lanes to the right getting by. Uh, heads up for a brief but abrupt slowdown, especially for folks coming off uh, the inner loop of the Beltway to join southbound 95. That's about where that ramp dumps off, so be careful approaching. Further south on 95, the work zone set up beginning just after the Prince William Parkway, past the exit for Dale City toward the car rest area. Single file left gets you by, working in both directions on 95 north and south. Uh, just to the south of the exit for Quantico, blocking a single left lane in each direction. 395 north as you pass Washington Boulevard headed toward the Pentagon. Single file right past the work tonight in the district. New Jersey Avenue closed between New York Avenue and End Street. That as a result of a crash, Longfellow Street closed between Georgia Avenue and 9th Street. That due to activity with a structure fire. Uh, Beltway in Virginia headed into Maryland. The outer loop through lanes closed again uh, between uh, Alexandria and Oxon Hill as a result of overnight work. The local lanes, however, are open. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Next, we are going to Steve Rudin, 7 News First Alert Meteorologist. Our skies continue to clear, moving through the remainder of the evening and into the overnight with wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the 20s to lower 30s. Winds will also settle down. Tomorrow, a really nice day, mostly sunny, mid-40s to around 50 degrees. Come Thursday, an easy travel day across the mid-Atlantic with highs approaching 50 and lots of sunshine. We're in the middle 40s on Friday and Saturday. Christmas Eve, we're trending dry. Christmas Day, highs lower to middle 50s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin, the First Alert Weather Center. Hyattsville at 29 degrees, Herndon at 31, Foggy Bottom 34, many of us below freezing during the overnight hours. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber, Heating and Air, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up for you tonight. A call to help solve Metro's budget crisis. I'm Dick Uliano. 1121. When it's time to buy new appliances, you want to pay less. And you probably think that means heading to a big box store. But for the best appliance deals, remember, Bray beats big. At Bray & Scarf, we start with instant savings that make us competitive every day. Then we break out of the box with exclusive package rebates on top of manufacturer rebates the big box stores simply don't have. And if you do find a lower price locally, we'll match it for up to 30 days after purchase. Don't fall for the big illusion that the big box stores save you more. The better appliance deals are at Bray & Scarf. Don't miss the year-end clearance event going on now at Bray & Scarf with great deals on great appliances in-store and online. All in-stock KitchenAid dishwashers are on sale and save on Whirlpool washers and dryers. Come see for yourself that Bray beats big. Visit any of Bray & Scarf's convenient locations or shop online at BrayAndScarf.com where it doesn't cost more to get more. 1122. What are you getting Ashley for Christmas? I'm still thinking jewelry, but my list is still long and time's getting short. It's easy. Dominion Jewelers. I thought they only had custom jewelry. They are amazing at custom design, but also have a gorgeous selection of bracelets, earrings, and other unique handcrafted jewelry. The best part is the perfect gift is ready to wrap today. Handcrafted custom design jewelry. Dominion Jewelers. 
In the heart of Falls Church, we make it beautiful, you make it yours. By appointment only. It's Toyota-thon, Toyota's biggest event of the year. Waldorf Toyota and Alexandria Toyota make Toyota-thon shopping twice as easy at twicethechoices.com. With just a click, twice the Toyota-thon selection, twice the Toyota-thon savings, and all backed by the incredible customer service of these two Beltway Toyota superstores. Bring your trade to save even more. Everyone knows the best Toyota deals are at year end. The Thon is on. Shop Toyotathon at twicethechoices.com. You're listening to WTOP News. 1123 area governments respond to the drastic budget cuts proposed by Metro's general manager as the system faces a $750 million budget deficit. Metro says 10 stations would be completely shut down. Half of Metro bus routes would be eliminated. Now a work group of the Metropolitan Washington Council of Government says it should help But Metro needs to do more, too. WTOP's Dick Giuliano. Metro has warned of sharp service cutbacks, fare hikes, and layoffs because of its big budget deficit, largely driven by the COVID shutdown. COGS Executive Director Clark Mercer says D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and the counties and municipalities that help fund Metro must come up with more money. Metro's base budget needs to be adjusted upwards, and that's consistent with every other business in the public and private sectors. A COG work group also recommends targeted service reductions and working with local leaders to determine what stays and what goes. What routes are we talking? What does that mean for Metro train? What does that mean for bus? The group also recommends fair hikes and lowering administrative costs. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Mexico's president lashes out against a new Texas law allowing state officials to crack down on legal Immigrants, that is, cracking down on illegal immigrants. CBS's Adrian Bard in Mexico City. Mexico's president called the law inhumane. He said Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who signed the law on Monday, is going to lose favor among Mexican-American voters in his home state. Mexico plans to challenge the law. The Mexican leader has been highly critical of the measures Texas agents have been using to stop migrants, including placing sharp wires where they cross. Adrian Bard, CBS News, Mexico City. A state commission in Minnesota. Minnesota is picking a new state flag to replace one that many American Indians consider offensive. The commission says a new flag should feature an eight-pointed white north star against a dark blue background shaped like the state with a solid light blue field at the right, echoing Minnesota's state motto, Star of the North, and honoring its waterways. Commission Vice Chair Anita Gall says... The public has provided input, has guided us, and I think what we have ended up is a quality product. The current flag includes a Native American riding off into the sunset while a white settler plows his field with a rifle nearby. Allison Keyes, CBS News. Unless lawmakers reject them, both the flag and new seal chosen earlier this month become official April 1st. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Let's go to Rob Woodfork. Maryland was a 19 and a half point favorite over Nichols, but barely escaped College Park with a 73-67 victory over former Terps assistant Tavon Sadler's Colonels. Kevin Willard told Big Ten Network. I thought they played phenomenal. I thought they came out and played aggressive. He's doing such a great job. As one of my former assistants, to watch him come in here and do the job he did. I'm so happy for Tavon. And that's why I hate playing my former assistants. They know all your stuff and just happy for him and what a great job he's doing. All seven of Maryland's victories this season have come at home, where the Terps are winners of 18 straight overall. Georgetown lost to Butler in the conference opener for both teams. George Mason and James Madison each stayed undefeated at home with a blowout victory. And 